warning, this podcast contains adult language and potentially triggering content. It's not intended for younger or more sensitive listeners. You have been warned. Welcome back to the spookiest podcast, this side of the hellscape, this spooky show. We are your hosts, the Ghoul Babes. I'm Lauren, and uh, I'm a big girl now, so even though we're going to talk about some spiders here, I am not going to shit my pants. Hi, I'm Jade. I found that the list of things that I'm scared of is much longer than the things I am not. And I'm just here to extol the simple virtues of a human nipple belt. Vivian. And this week we've returned from the haunted hallways of your nightmares to discuss something that all of us have in common. And no, it's not an unquenchable desire for human blood and flesh, though I do kind of like your style. Yeah, damn. No, we're talking about fear. Most everyone's afraid of something, whether it's something that just gives you the jibblies, the jibble-jabbers, the creepies, or nearly paralyzes you with fear. It's something primarily wired into our biological core. Fear preserves us. Fear once kept us away from predators in the dark when we had no other recourse than primitive weapons in our own hands. Fear can manifest in many ways, from nightmares, anxiety attacks, or even as severe as phobias. There's a distinct difference between normal fears and phobias. Fears serve a protective purpose, activating an automatic fight-or-flight response. With our minds and bodies alert and ready for action, we're able to respond quickly to protect ourselves. But with phobias, the threat is non-existent or greatly exaggerated. For example, it's only natural to be frightened of a snarling dog, but it is irrational to be afraid of a small dog on a leash as you might be if you have a phobia of dogs. Can't relate. Yeah, no, can't relate. relate. Dogs are big, fluffy, happy creatures. Not afraid. (laughs) Big, floopy love clouds. Every time I look at a dog, their voice is just, Hi, 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 how are you? I want to be your friend. Friend? I'm your ball. (laughs) Where's the ball? Let's be friends. Uh, Phobias can cause tremendous anxiety and can drastically interfere with your normal life. If you have a phobia of something, you may know that your fear is irrational, but you still can't control your feelings. And a lot of fears revolve around very common themes, likely ones that link back to our more primitive roots. So in light of that, we're going to wade out into the ocean of fear and see what kind of terrifying information fish we can catch for you. Mine has all kinds of teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Mine snaps. (laughs) So it's time to go to the big board. The following are the 10 most common phobias in the world. Uh, And before we get to number 10, I just want to say we are not here to make fun of anybody's phobias except for each other's. Our own. Each other's. Yeah. Yeah. We're not here to phobia shame. Mine's pretty ridiculous. No, we kind of hope that you have phobias. That way you come here and actually find us terrifying. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yes. (laughs) Um, so number 10 is mycophobia, which I have learned is not the fear of people with the name Mike. Oh my God. That's <laughs> horrifying. So I can stop screaming every time Quincy's eating Mike and Ike's. <laughs> <laughs> Half of this box is terrifying. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, mycophobia is actually the fear of dirt caused by bacteria and germs. Uh, the common characteristics include the constant washing of your hands, Repeated use of disinfectants, um, either around your home or on your own body. 
Um, and the overuse of hand sanitizers, which can actually do the exact opposite of what you want it to do, uh, because you're killing all the good bacteria and making yourself even more vulnerable to the germs that you are so scared of. I believe that is what Alanis Morissette was de- would define as ironic. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? I do think. <laughs> I do. Also, That's Howard like- Hughes had a thing with that, but he also collected his piss in jars, so we're just not even going to get into that one. <laughs> So that, that's a whole other All over the map. Crazy. Yeah, all over the map. <laughs> so number nine is agoraphobia, which is a fear of public places. Individuals with this fear will often avoid going out to any place such as malls or open spaces. Like like a field? Like it's, <laughs> oh God, it's so open. Why? Anything could come towards me from any end. Oh God. <laughs> I don't so, like this at all. So would you say that people with agoraphobia are afraid of the Dixie Chicks? Oh God! Why Get out! You're fired. That's it. You're fired. Leave. I'm calling. I'm calling the police. <laughs> Any space outside of their own home is deemed unsafe. Some individuals have such a severe phobia that they can't leave their homes at all. This fear can be caused by either environmental or genetic factors, and has been known to be hereditary, which is pretty interesting. Also, the name of a terrible movie. Yeah, that's that is very true. <laughs> Victims of agoraphobia can be counseled with cognitive behavioral therapy, aka throwing them outside until they like it. <laughs> you're gonna stay outside and you're going to like it go play in the yard <laughs> now <laughs> all right social phobia this one's also known as social anxiety disorder which is fairly common these days that is assuming internet memes have not lied to me i'm looking right at you over there I'm jade also looking at you <laughs> we'll get <Now>. into that <laughs> don't worry that's we'll get also into that. one of my fears being looked at <laughs> Social phobic individuals have traits that exceed normal levels of shyness in social situations. They are extremely afraid. Yes, hello. (laughs) They're extremely afraid to engage in interactions or conversation with a stranger due to a crippling fear of saying or doing something that could be perceived as embarrassing or humiliating. So basically the way that I interact with most people is a fear. Yeah, same. Wonderful. <laughs> Welcome to the team. We have shirts and we meet on Thursdays. <laughs> Although we don't really meet because we don't like social situations. Yeah, exactly. We just say we're going to meet and then nobody shows up. And, and everyone cancels knows. at the last minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I left the stove on. Oh, I... gee, I had stuff I had to do. I'm sorry. I left my apartment on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the signs of social phobia are usually blushing, stammering, excessive sweating, nausea, or trembling when they're in social situations. In some extreme cases, victims can actually experience panic attacks. 100% can relate. (laughs) Can't confirm. (laughs) 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Uh, Number seven is trypanophobia, which is the fear of needles. Uh, It's an extreme fear of any medical procedure that involves injections or hypodermic needles. Those who have this phobia will go to the extent of avoiding blood tests or medical care, even if they are extremely sick, just because they're afraid of the injection. Hello. I used to have that one. (laughs) Uh, Tattoos are good for... Tattoos are definitely good aversion therapy for that one. Plus, when you go have surgery done, it's like, well, I'm either going to be here twice as long because they're going to have to call my panicking ass down Mm -hmm. to get this done. So it's like, I might as well just fucking, you know saddle up and fucking do this might as well just shut the fuck up and deal (laughs) (laughs) and that is what i did and now it's not so bad i just don't look at needles so pro tip just that that helps just don't look at it yeah and when the doctor's like hey you want to see it no (laughs) would you like to see what i'm about to do to you (laughs) (laughs) i sure don't you psycho (laughs) side note if anybody says hey would you like to see it general thumb just say no just just don't look 
I, I don't mind. It, it gets cold and I kind of want to look and see. I don't know. I like it. I have a fascination with it. Kind of into it. Um, an estimated 10% of American adults suffer from trypanophobia. Um, when about to be injected, the affected people get extremely irritated and experience symptoms like excessive sweating, nausea, high heart rate. In extreme cases, the victim may even faint. Some are so phobic of needles that they don't even watch others get shots or injections. I never fainted, but there were often times that the doctor and a nurse would have to hold me down. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and they came out okay. <laughs> they did. I think. I don't know. I assume they're still alive to this day. Are they I in therapy? You'd be, <laughs> you'd be swinging. Either that or they're like in one of those Star Trek like wheelchairs and they just <laughs> talk through beeps. Beep. <laughs> they're just in a catatonic state. <laughs> So number six is astrophobia, which is a fear of lightning and thunder. This is the only phobia on the list that both animals and humans have in common. Most animals that experience astrophobia are dogs and cats. Even if the threat's minimal and unrealistic, the affected persons will feel very anxious, which I mean, I can understand with dogs and cats. I'm not, I'm not afraid of lightning and thunder, but mm -hmm. their hearing is so much better that I can't imagine what a storm sounds like to them. So right. It must sound really terrifying. Like literally the sky is opening up and they're going to die. They don't understand. They either. don't understand what's happening. Yeah. During the storm, victims can feel nauseated, cry, tremble, sweat excessively, or have a sudden need or urge to urinate and have a rapid heartbeat. The fear is usually more intense when the individual is alone. They may hide under a bed or in a closet to help suppress the sound and the light. They'll usually regularly check their weather updates and not go out without doing so. Yikes glad i have my my weather app for that even though i'm not really can, afraid i just really want i just really want it to rain all the time can they make thunder Same. shirts for people <gasps> thunder shirts I, I considered oh, getting my cat it's like the like the anxiety blanket yeah. like the weighted blankets the gravity blankets like why don't they just make one of those That's for people one of those I anxiety blankets if you cat. want to sponsor us <laughs> i will review <laughs> Ting. Number five is cynophobia, which is a fear of dogs. We just talked about this earlier, and uh, all three of us can't relate. Can't relate. No. Affected individuals may be freaked out by even pictures or photos of dogs. More females are affected by this fear than males. Most adults that have cynophobia developed it as children, usually between the ages of five and nine. This phobia often develops after an extremely negative experience with a dog, such as being chased or bitten. Or even after hearing other horrible stories about dogs from other people, which I do understand to an extent. Like the being bitten, yes. Like if you were a very small child and it was a very large dog, like a Rottweiler or something, like, and they look like a giant monster to you, like that's understandable. But like, I heard a scary story once about somebody getting bitten. Wow! Like <laughs> my no. mom twice removed got bit by a dog. How does your mom get removed? <laughs> twice twice what the dog <laughs> the dog ate her <laughs> dog went and ate her and then just threw her back up and uh, then ate her again and then ate her again because dogs do like to eat barf they do i have a cat that likes to eat barf that's weird she eats like the with the food part of the throw up which i thought is very strange <laughs> it's very strange for a cat to eat throw up i think I, I, there's something wrong with her that is 100 percent a canine thing yeah like i i've never seen a cat that eats barf I, she, there's something wrong with there's something wrong with this one. You should uh maybe look and see if the warranty's still good. Uh, it's it's not. It's expired. <laughs> it is long expired. The, the tag was ripped off a long time ago. 
Um, so number four is aerophobia, which is the fear of flying, uh, which I can kind of understand, especially if you've seen Final Destination 1, uh, where as soon as the plane <laughs> takes off, it explodes. Gave me anxiety for a, a, quite a long time, probably longer than I'd like to admit. To this day. <laughs> Honestly? To this day. You have to say, getting on that plane to go to Dublin. Oh, <laughs> and no. It and that's a long flight, a too. Okay, that is a long a flight. Long Were you flight. okay? Yeah, I was fine. I slept. I mean, you're here time, now, yeah. so <laughs> I survived. Hi, hello. <laughs> not a ghost. I'm Did not you speaking. Survive? Though that would be on brand. <laughs> That's weird. I died ten years ago this very night. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely something I thought about. So I get people that are afraid of flying. Um, victims of aerophobia get anxious and very afraid at the mere thought of being on a plane or a helicopter. Uh, they often try their best to avoid journeys or trips that would require them to travel by air. In extreme cases, victims can experience nausea or panic attacks at the sight or mere mention of air travel. They become irritated and distressed when a planned travel approaches. Constant air travel can help eliminate aerophobia. Or which... helps your odds of dying in a plane crash. A That's little true. bit. <laughs> like they say all the time, oh yeah, more people die in car accidents than they do in, in plane crashes. Well, that's because more people drive. It's and like fly on planes. Yeah, 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 it's like being told you're more likely to get attacked by a cow than a shark. Well, cows are on land with the humans. With that's humans. why with human folk. <laughs> we don't go in the ocean with sharks generally, or at least that deep, because right. sharks usually don't hang out by the coast. They don't usually. Typically. Exactly, not typically, unless they're hungry. That's a whole. Other <laughs> in thing. which case? In which Run. case? Goodbye. Nice meeting you. <laughs> nice knowing you. Nice meeting you. Now sir. you're an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> I'd invite you to dinner, but it seems you are one. <laughs> it seems oh. you are a canopy because you were floating on a raft. Number three is acrophobia, which is the fear of heights. Most people with this phobia get extremely nervous and anxious when they are in an elevated place. Although the place may not be considered very high by other people, to the agoraphobe, it can be a source of extreme fear. The fear comes with the thought of falling and symptoms begin to subside when back on the ground. While in high places, they sweat excessively, experience panic attacks, increased heartbeat, and may even pass out, which seems bad. That's, that's counterintuitive. Yeah, that's really counterintuitive to being up high. Going back to Atlantis Morissette. Isn't it, <laughs> Isn't ironic? it ironic? And then he <laughs> fell off a bridge and died. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? <laughs> He had a panic attack, passed out, and then died. <laughs> Antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs can be administered to help reduce the fear and mitigate symptoms. Now, I'm not afraid of heights. Like, I don't have a fear of heights. I've done, like, some hikes where it's pretty high up. Like, I've gone to some places that are, you know, like, pretty high, like canyon walks and things like that, where you look down and, like, heights don't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. Like I used to hang halfway out of the sky cars at Disneyland and panic the crap out of my mother. <laughs> Look, who Ma, was no pinned, hands. who was pinned to the other side of the cabin going get back in here get the fuck back in here get back in here I'm warning while you while I'm better halfway get the out and here. the whole thing is rocking because I'm leaning out the whole thing so obviously heights don't bother me all that much but it's more mine is ladders like I don't fuck with ladders like that is that is just no like no like it's that's not even the height of a ladder because usually ladders aren't very high it's just how rickety and unstable they tend to be because I feel like no matter how well I brace a ladder or put it against something, I step on it and immediately it feels unstable. It immediately feels like it's going to fall and I'm going to die. 
So like, yeah, that's not really a fear of heights. It's just a fear of falling off a ladder. Right. It's kind of that same panic moment of leaning too far back in the chair and kind of going, oh shit, about to fall. Life flashes before your eyes and you're bored. Exactly. And then it goes back to, oh shit, I'm just, I'm about to embarrass myself in front of this room full of people. I just made a really funny face and everyone is looking at me. (laughs) And And then back to social anxiety. (laughs) Flailed my arms around a lot. And then everyone looked over and I'm like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing happened. I'm fine. fine. You saw nothing. You saw nothing. I just do that every now and then. I do that. God. (laughs) I gotta be so judgmental. So ladders should really have like those safety harnesses, like have like little hooks. I feel like they should have like, yeah, like a little rappel line or something, but then it doesn't matter because the ladder is just going to go down with you. Like the ladder's not heavy enough for it to be weighted. Which it's one thing to die. It's another thing entirely to have it hurt. Well, that or it's like not even die from falling off a ladder, which you can because you can fall and break your neck. But like, what if you just fall and become paralyzed? See, that's alarming. Yeah. At least if you fall from a great height, you're, you're going to die. die. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. You'll get tired of screaming before you hit the ground. Ah! <laughs> ah! Oh, check the watch. Check the watch every once in a while. Like, Jeez, how fucking long is this Pull out your take? clip on water. Take a sip. Yeah. <laughs> check your Fitbit to see if you got your steps in for the day before you splat against the earth and right. die. I just want to feel fulfilled. <laughs> I just want to know that I did something good on my way out. <laughs> got in all my steps for the day i was going to heaven <laughs> i don't know if that's how it works i mean it may be yeah, um number two is a phidiophobia uh, which is the fear of snakes um victims of this phobia get freaked out by the fear of venom or being bitten by snakes it's the most common phobia reported by most people uh i will say that i never really had a phobia so of snakes uh, but definitely, like, unsettled and slight fear of them. Um, but one of my friends, Amber, is definitely helping me with that, considering she has two snakes, uh, Tom Riddle and River Song. Um, though Tom, he just, he just, he wants to hang. He wants you to be a tree and just wants to hang out on you. Uh, I'm comfortable right here. This yeah, is fine. He's perfectly fine. He just wants to steal your warmth. I'm a basilisk, and... guys. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm a basilisk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but River Song, she's quite wily and sassy, and she likes to wiggle around, in which case I say, nope! No, Danger Noodle, not today. Because <laughs> I'm afraid Danger I'm going to drop her. Oh, but but that's wholesome. Like, you're afraid for another of creature. hurting the snake, not yeah. like, ah, it's a snake, you're more afraid of, I'm going to drop her and hurt her. <laughs> I'm going to hurt her, and then she's going to retaliate. <laughs> she's going to retaliate. She's probably going to bite me. She's going to go my for my toe. Achilles. <laughs> Oh, that's even worse. I said big toe. You said Achilles. <laughs> and this is how fears escalate. People. Yes. <laughs> Hi, welcome to anxiety. Hello. <laughs> you must be new here. Um, in fact, researchers have found that up to one third of human beings are afraid of snakes. So pretty damn common. Uh, the victims not only fear live snakes, but also dead ones and get extremely <laughs> dead scared. Dead snakes. Uh, snakes. Videos <laughs> or photos of them. Uh, the fear is more common in adults than children, which also makes sense because children are fearless. Children are absolutely fearless. They're also, terrifying. Also stupid because they have no That's idea true. what's going on. They're scary in their own right. That's true. Like, they'll just walk Where's out. Where's children and... on this list of fears? Yeah. Right. You know, I just realized that children is not on the list, are not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so while it's very common for people to fear snakes, 
Uh, snakes typically avoid interactions with humans as a general rule, just because, you know, humans mm. are like, ooh, snake, I kill. Yeah, I too avoid interactions with humans. <laughs> Reference Same. back to number eight. <laughs> Social anxiety. <laughs> then, oh, great. Drum roll, what is number one? Uh, I'm going to make I, you read it because it's your favorite. This is my number one fear as well as the number one fear on the list arachnophobia fear of spiders as well as being an awesome b horror movie arachnophobia is the fear of spiders as well as other arachnids such as scorpions oh those can fuck all the way off yeah no i don't have as big of a problem with scorpions the thing that freaks me out about them the most is that they flatten their bodies to like credit card width and they can get Uh, in anywhere they can and then here's my fear about that because i lived in a house where they would get in sometimes the little tiny brown desert ones that come in the palm the palm trees the little bark scorpions the little bark scorpions and i was because they can flatten themselves down so you better if you're gonna squash them you better bring your fucking work boots because it takes a big stomp to kill those things and i was always afraid that if i just took a shoe like you normally do with a spider and just whack it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pick the shoe up and there's gonna be a very pissed off scorpion hanging from my shoe with its stinger in there going like I'm coming for your face. face. (laughs) I'm coming for your face. I was like, no. Why why does the scorpion have a French accent? I don't know. I am coming for your face. Why did you make that scorpion? I am a scorpion. (laughs) Excuse me, it's scorpion. Scorpion. Just like it's pronounced crepe. It's French. (laughs) Look it up. So it's one of the most common phobias. I myself experience it. Uh, Victims usually get panic attacks. Yes. Faint. Not quite. Uh, sweat excessively, cry or scream at the sight of a spider. Yes to, to both of those, cry and scream. Also, I do this little dance back and forth because for some reason I just I can't sit still <laughs> when there's a spider around. It just makes me even more nervous. Uh, in some extreme cases, just the sight of a web or even a drawing of a spider triggers a sudden outburst of fear. Some victims have been known to take such bold steps as burning a house down to get rid of a spider. That's a little ridiculous. See, I've joked about it, but I don't think I'd actually do it. Like, I've made jokes like that, too, where it's like, well, fuck, it's the spider's house now. Rent's (laughs) due on the third, fucker. (laughs) Right? Your rent is this much a month. Here's your half. You can have this bathroom, but only on Wednesdays, because other days I gotta use it. And please keep your flies all in the pantry. (laughs) And neat and orderly. And don't web up the whole place. Please don't web Oh, no, I tried to build a web hollow once. Oh, do tell. So I had a Black Widow, and I've had Black Widows as pets before. (laughs) Which are amazing. No. And she lived on my lamp outside of my apartment, and her name was Bitey. No. (laughs) Step one. No. Step one. (laughs) And it was really clever, though, because where she built her web was, like, exactly where all the bugs were drawn to. So I was like, that's pretty fucking smart. Well, Bitey had babies. No. Much like Charlotte and Charlotte's Web. No. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of them, I guess, flew away. But then uh, some of them fell down because no. they didn't get caught by a breeze. So I had about 10 baby widows along the baseboards outside of my front door that I was leaving there to build a web hollow, like in Lord of the Rings, when Frodo goes in to confront Shalob with the bones in it. Spoilers. The movie's 20 fucking years old. <laughs> Get over it at this point. <laughs> at this point. There was a giant spider. Nope. Done. No. A giant um, nope. So I was trying to a build a web nope. hollow because, and then my ex goes, why do you want to keep spiders out here? 
And I was like, um, because no Jehovah's Witnesses and no traveling salesmen are going to fuck with us if they walk up to your door and they see it just covered in goddamn spider webs and bones. Right? You don't even need a no soliciting sign. No one's going to, no, you don't. That's your no soliciting sign. Don't come up here because the spiders will eat you. Exactly. Done. Except I still have to say no. No. Absolutely not. No one will ever come to your door. I won't just buy fake webs and fake bones. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Because even I'm not really afraid of It's not the same without the threat of like about 50 spiders crawling out. (laughs) That's what I was going for. Like in Harry Potter, the second one. And they're all lining up like ready to to attack. Oh no, that is my nightmare. That was the goal. Fast forward. That was the goal. So the victims of arachnophobia go a long way to avoid a place that they think may harbor spiders. Sedatives and exposure therapy can help reduce the phobia, which literally means they're going to throw spiders at you until you're no longer afraid. Yeah, basically. I think the fuck not. That's what I told you I was going to get you for Christmas. No. The box of spiders. No. (laughs) A whole box of them. You just open it up and just a carpet of spiders comes out. This is not happening. And this this is is how the podcast ends. (laughs) And this is how how I... Burn down everything in my life. I, I buy a fake mustache. I, I get a new name. And I'm on the lam for the rest of my life because otherwise the spiders are going to come and get me. Like, what, do they take your ID and they know, they know what you look like? Yes. They're fucking smart. They, <laughs> they look at your license and they're like, we got this one. <laughs> <laughs> We's going to get her. This is going to be funny, guys. <laughs> be funny. But no, you've seen arachnophobia. Those spiders are ridiculously intelligent. Yeah, but that's a movie. But it's also real. <laughs> it's not a documentary. Oh, you mean John Goodman's not really an exterminator? No. Oh, no. Darn. And I felt so protected. I know you, you were hoping. Not John Goodman, not John Goodman. Not John Goodman, apparently. Because no one will answer you. So we have some more phobias that I was kind of surprised actually weren't in the list. I was not surprised that spiders are number one because and snakes because a lot of people are afraid of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of afraid Fear of the Dark wasn't on there. Right. I thought for sure that would be like at least higher up than snakes. You know, yeah, it like wasn't maybe even the top, top three. Top three being like spiders, Fear of the Dark, and snakes. Because yeah. most people are unsettled when like the darkness happens. I mean, I know I am. Whenever it gets dark, I like run out from my car to my house. Like, you can't well, that and some people go. can't sleep without a nightlight and stuff because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's just like that primal fear of the dark because when we were cave people, I mean, there were predators in the dark and that's mm-hmm. things would come out of the dark and eat your ass. So like, that's why we have that, just that primal fear of the dark, which I was really surprised that wasn't, it didn't even crack the top 10. No. That's insane to me. Or clowns. Which is what you're afraid of. I am afraid of clowns. I am afraid of clowns. Fuck clowns. (laughs) Fuck all that. I'm not afraid of dolls Mm -mm. or marionettes, which are creepy. I'm not afraid of them. But clowns. Oh, fuck that. Oh, it's crepe. It's It's pronounced crepe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Uh, think I was ever allowed to be afraid of clowns. Uh, My grandfather's actually a clown for the Shriners. And he goes by the name Billy Peaches, and it's adorable. And you're Clown Swan, and I this is why you're getting swan. spiders for Christmas. <laughs> I'm just going to have my grandpa dress up and come and visit you. Is that the day you want him to die? <laughs> Do you like your grandfather? Of course. I think he could take you. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> the fight or flight kicks in, man. I can't sure be held accountable for what I do. I'm <laughs> sure out of clown garb. He is wonderful. Oh, absolutely. But no. but no he comes near me in clown garb and i'm running away (laughs) it's all over and it's all over now folks so then there's some more of those common fears like you know heights and things like that and it's like that makes sense but then there are some really irrational fears that i 
found on these lists and some of them are really really silly and kind of funny um because they're like fear of air fear of air people do people with that don't they don't live very long i would assume <laughs> not even like fear of like chemicals in the air, no just but... a fear of air like no like of its existence i guess and like uh, how how do you ex- that doesn't even make sense to me like there it boggles my mind or like fear of water that also fear of water make- that makes sense because if you almost drowned Maybe. Okay, right, I would get but... it in, like, large bodies of water, but, like, yeah. the people that are, see a glass of water and, and they're like, ah! yeah. oh, no, I've seen, I've seen Jurassic Park too many times. Hydration! <laughs> <laughs> Showers! That is a fear as well. Fear a of fear. bathing. Oh, wow. Fear of, like, bathing or a fear of being, like, vulnerable in A fear of being clean. Ew. Ooh. Yeah. A no. fear of being clean or being cleansed. It happens in children, I guess, a lot more, which makes sense because they're gross. <laughs> um, but it happens in kids a lot more than it does adults and I guess it happens in women more often than men which is kind of shocking I was gonna strange. say that's like the opposite of what I would have thought but so like some of these irrational fears then there's like there's those which are like eh, they're kind of amusing and then there's like one of them like mine that's on the complete ridiculous end of the spectrum that has no basis in reality whatsoever and my other fear is stepping off the continental shelf when I'm in the ocean silence Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stepping off the continental shelf. So Earth, eighth grade earth science fucked me up. Uh-huh. And I learned about the continental shelf in in earth science. And basically it's, you know, the, the continent extends out into the ocean until it doesn't. And it just stops. <laughs> and you walk, you can walk because there's, you know, when you walk out into the ocean, obviously there is gravel ground under your feet. Until the shelf stops and then it plunges down into deep ocean. So my stupid lizard brain ass, (laughs) for some reason, seems to think that when I step off, I'm just going to sink right to the bottom, forgetting that I know how to swim. I know how to swim. I can tread water. Like At least tread water. I can get back to shore. It's not that big of a deal, but maybe it's just that more primal fear of like when you step and there's nothing under your foot. Like, yeah. you go to step off, and there's nothing. It's just the void. Nothing to grab onto, just nothing. But, like, but even still. Even you know, you can't tread water forever. I mean, that's true, but, like, still, it's, like, it's, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, because it's, like, I can swim. <laughs> I'm not going to drown. <laughs> I can swim. I don't immediately just sink to the bottom like a lead weight. That's not how this works. <laughs> doopty doopty do walking along, and... <laughs> like, no, I, I, you know, I'm a pretty good swimmer. Like, I know how to swim, so I'm, I don't... It's just, it's completely irrational. You become 100%. like Wiley Coyote, like, oh. When the gra- to the, listen, to listen. the point that though, when the quality of the ground changes under my foot when I'm stepping, I stop. <laughs> I was out in California one time and it was like sand, sand, sand. And then it turned to like this rough gravel and I went, fuck this, I'm done. Uh, nope. <laughs> this is as far as I go. Nope. Because the next step's going to be into the void and then I'm going to say hi to Cthulhu. <laughs> Oh, and I'll be the one responsible for waking his ass up. Great. Yeah, it'll be my fault. Way to go. Yeah, exactly. Stepping off the continental shelf. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, continental shelf, you dick. <laughs> so Jade has a has a list. A substantial list. <laughs> yeah, insert scroll that goes all the way down As the I stairs. unscroll it. <laughs> Speaking Number of fears. one. <laughs> Santa has his list of good and bad kids. I have my list of fears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you did warn us, episode one. Yeah, yeah, I did. 
You you have been warned. You have been <laughs> warned. <laughs> um. So, as a kid, and really as an adult, fear of everything because. I am a person with anxiety. I don't try to hide it, like, generalized anxiety. Everything makes me anxious and unsettled. Um, but I was definitely afraid of, like, clowns at a very young age. Thank you. Um, See? I, I don't get it. <laughs> but I have good reason. The way that they look. I got a creepy doll one once when I was six, and oh. I threw it into my closet, and I wanted nothing to do with it. Which Fair. made it even creepier. And clown I, in the closet. Well, when I look back on it, it wasn't that scary of a clown. It was just, I was six, and it was a musical clown doll. Oh, so head no. went back and forth. No. <laughs> yeah, Even no. I have to kind of say a Good big hell no. Free. A big hell no to that. <laughs> um, when I was probably around like six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range, um, I lived in South Carolina, and we went to Ripley's Believe It or Not, and... They told us what we were lying, because I'm already freaked out, because don't like scary things. Um, watched way too many horror movies as a kid. Um, that they would not touch me. Uh, which, spoiler alert, bold-faced fucking lie. Lies. Absolute lies and slander. I've worked in multiple haunted houses. Lies. Uh, so we go through the haunted house, and I'm, like, holding on to my mom, um, sandwiched in between her friends and stuff. And somehow I end up, like, in front of them or something, and we get into this room where you're forced to walk by this, like, supposed empty jail cell. Um, and I go up to it, because you're forced to, and all of a sudden, fucking it jumps up <laughs> and grabs my hand. Pennywise I... the dancing clown. <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, Usain bolted that shit and <laughs> ran. <laughs> the hundred yard dash yeah. in, like five flat i really just want to imagine you like not today sir and then just bolting yeah i was wearing flip-flops and ran like straight straight out of that hallway down the stairs past everybody waiting in line and waited for 10 minutes for my mom and her friend and kids to come out they're like where did you go it fucking touched me (laughs) they said it wasn't going to touch me but it literally touched touched me me. Touched by an it. <laughs> Wasn't nearly as good of a show. Didn't test as well. Touched by a Pennywise. <laughs> um, I also had my first um, existential crisis when I was like 10 or 11. Oh. <laughs> um, it kind of goes along with like, you know, the general like fear of the unknown. Um, I was out here visiting for the summer and just chilling on the couch, watching TV as kids do. Um, when it's 120 degrees outside. Right. Nobody wants to go outside in that shit. No. No. Um, but I was laying there and I just started thinking that, you know, one day I would die and everybody else (laughs) around me would die and then there would be nothing because I just, I wouldn't exist anymore. It'd be nothing. You were 10. Yeah. You know what I worried about when I was 10? Not being able to parachute off the couch. (laughs) (laughs) I would use grocery bags to try and parachute off the couch. Spoiler alert, didn't work. Never worked. <laughs> I knew somebody who tried it with uh, off the roof, though. Yeah, I was did it worried. Work? It did not work. <laughs> it did not, as it turns out. <laughs> Height didn't make any difference. I would have thought maybe it would have. See, then I was worried that they were going to change the time slot of Pokemon. Yeah. Because it, it came on perfectly. But I think I was scarred by uh, Carmen Sandiego. The oh. Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego? That was my favorite one. Where in the and World would, was my jam. Yeah. And it would come on right after school. So by the time I got home, I was ready for it. 
And then they changed the time slot and I never got to see it. Aww. So I was I was worried they were going to change the time slot. I would Pokemon. get apoplectic if I missed that show. Like if I, <laughs> I, I it was bad. Oh yeah. Like 10 12 year old me veins in my forehead bulging <laughs> about <gasps> to have a stroke. <laughs> Screaming at the television because one of these kids doesn't know where Wisconsin is. <laughs> oh God, that was me with Legends of the Hidden Temple. The the monkey that they have to put together is three fucking pieces, and they could never do it. They could never do it. It was like The Price is Right when they do the puzzle and they look out into the audience and they're like, "Is this it? Is it? Motherfucker, look at the goddamn Why puzzle. Don't you just it's take three a pieces. Look. <laughs> it has a face, a body, and a butt. Yeah, it's not that complicated. I I. It, it, there's an ass there's a body there's a dad bod it's facing this way and there's a face you don't need help from the audience for that and the face was usually the easiest one because it was the one with the long pole going through it yeah queen whatever <laughs> stupid kids but we're, we're getting distracted yeah um so <laughs> that was my childhood and my adult existence i still live with the fear that i get in the shower and someone's gonna murder me Movies don't help with that. No. Absolutely not. Like Scream 2. <laughs> made, Scream me, two. made me afraid of public bathrooms. There are m- multiple reasons to be afraid of public restrooms in your defense, though. That's like, true. That's just probably worst case scenario. That's more of a germ thing, though, I would think, with public bathrooms. Yeah, no, mine was uh, yeah. a knife coming through the side of the stall and piercing my head. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> totally rational. <laughs> Extremely. It could happen. It could. I mean, in a movie... <laughs> I'm more scared of someone pissing with the door open. Like, yo. Yo. Shut that shit. Shut the door. What kind of uncivilized fucking, whose gal is this? Yeah, that, that Puddles, unexplained puddles in the public restroom. That's scary. I don't yeah. like that. I don't like any discoloration in restrooms at all. I don't Especially, care what kind of discoloration. Well, especially in public restrooms, you ever notice, like, when, well, the women's one is not as bad. But when I've had to go in and clean men's rooms, as you guys all know. Mm-hmm. Right. Going and cleaning ones at a, a store we used to work at that shall not be named. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, the men's room was always the worst. And everything in it was wet. Always. It was like a cave. <laughs> it's like all you guys like to helicopter dick throughout the restroom. There was literally puddles of piss on the floor. Two feet from the urinal. Why? I don't know. You couldn't wait? No, they were probably playing the game of how far can I go back? How far can I matrix my piss into this urinal? Well, not far, turns out. Oh, well, I don't have to clean it. side note, please don't take the toilet paper dispenser off of the wall and shit in it. (laughs) If anyone was wanting to do that, don't. Really makes people mad when they have to clean it up. That sounds like a scary story. <laughs> to tell in the dark? That sounds like a very scary story to tell in the dark. Segways. Segways. <laughs> no, we'll come to that later. So we'll cycle back around to that, but then uh, Lauren has her list of fears, which we've already kind of gone over one. Oh, absolutely. We've gone over spiders, which is the most normal fear I have. I'll be honest. Most of my fears are very unconventional in the sense that I don't really get scared that easily, at least not over things like ghosts or the supernatural. My fears are elevators, which is one that Jade and I actually share. And uh, then the other one that most people think is a little strange is uh, mirrors, but specifically mirrors in the dark. They make me nervous. They fuck me up. 
I don't like it. I don't care thing. for it at all. <laughs> uh, specifically for, uh, we'll, we'll start with elevators. The first scene from an R-rated movie I ever saw was the elevator scene from Speed, where it's like falling down the elevator shaft with everyone still inside of it. And that's definitely something that I took with me from that point on. It's not one of those disabling, mind-numbing type of fears, but I do feel very uncomfortable on elevators. I've seen it. Yeah, she's seen it. I, I usually hide in the back corner. and She like, gets in the back, like, left corner. Yeah, and I, like, white-knuckle grip. And mushes <laughs> into the corner as small as she can get. Right. But wouldn't that be worse, almost, if, like, you're going to die? Wouldn't it be better to be close, closer to the doors? Usually, I think it's better to be closer to the center. And... Then I think the other thing that they mentioned was if the elevator's falling, you're supposed to jump yeah. at the last second. Yeah. Which, when are you going to know? It's an elevator. Right. You I'm just going to be constantly like, jumping. Like, are you yeah. supposed Beep. to be, like, counting the floors? Because I'm pretty sure the dinging's not working No, I'm pretty sure no, it's No, probably broken, not. Yeah. I'm like, Sixth floor, men's shoes, seventh floor, lingerie. Basement floor, death. Speaking of jumping in elevators, though, my family thought that my fear of elevators was hilarious, and they would tease me by jumping up and down while the elevator was moving. That's a dick move. It yeah. is. Like, they were just fucking with fate at that point. Like, if we were all in a Final Destination movie, they all just pissed off death. The elevator's gonna crash, it was gonna kill everyone inside, and it wouldn't be my fault. Not in the slightest. Yeah, at least if you're gonna die, let it be your fault. And I would be mad. I like, would be. Mad. I would be mad if because somebody else's Tom fucking foolery, <laughs> I <Hooligan> died <laughs> because of their ridiculousness. I'd be like, oh hell no, oh hell no! I'm dragging you all to hell with me, and you can't even <laughs> haunt them because they're dead too. Exactly. That's why I'm dragging them to hell with me. Exactly. They. You think you're gonna go to heaven after that bullshit? Oh no, not uh, after that bamboozle. You're coming Fuck to you. hell with me. You stay over there on your lava rock. I'm gonna go over here on mine. <laughs> But also when it comes to, again, sticking with elevators, uh, there's a short horror story and it's called Room for One More, which, side note, was almost the name of this podcast. It was. But in the story, there's a man walking to work when a hearse pulls up next to him and the driver's described as this ghoulish, creepy looking entity with dead eyes. And the driver leans out and says, hey man, you need a lift? I've got room for one more. And he points to where the back is, where the casket sits. So the guy's obviously disturbed by the implication, as anyone else would be. Except for me, that's always the Uber that I hope for and never get. <laughs> right, like, oh, my Uber's here. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> no, but uh, he's obviously disturbed by the implication, like I said, uh, as anyone else would be, and he refuses the ride. After work, the man's standing in front of an elevator, waiting for the doors to open, and when they do... Elevator's already kind of full, so he's thinking he's going to take a step back, but he hears a voice in the elevator saying, there's room for one more, and it's the hearse driver. It's the fucking hearse driver. What are the odds? What are the odds? <laughs> oh, small world, buddy. How, how the hell have you been? <laughs> uh, so he's very disturbed at this as well, so he shakes his head and says, I'll just catch the next one. Doors close, cable snaps, elevator plummets to the bottom floor and kills everyone on board. I read that when I was maybe in the fifth grade, so it's another thing that kind of stuck with me. And while waiting for an elevator, especially if I notice one looks really full, there's always that whisper voice in my head going, Oh, there's room for one more. Um, so that concludes elevators. So now for the other fear that most people think is a little strange. Mirrors. Dark mirrors, I should say. 
Uh, it's another one that I can actually contribute to reading Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Alvin Schwartz. Again, we'll talk about that more later. Uh, there's an entry in one of the books that it stands out to me because all of the, the stories are short stories. You know, they're just regular tales, except for this one. It's a set of instructions, and it's literally telling you how to invoke a ghost in your bathroom mirror. Man, that seems fine to me. It does seem fine what to is, me. <laughs> what is wrong with this, exactly? <laughs> but my little fifth grade brain was like, oh, wow, so that means that this can actually happen. Here's all these stories that I know are fake, but now here's a set of instructions with a warning at the end. So totally do this, but don't do this. Yes. If you do do this, the ghost is most likely going to get pissed off that you woke it and try to break the glass and come into your fucking house. Fly in through your eyes. I mean, but that kind of goes with the whole uh, Bloody Mary thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, kids would, Mary are told, legend, like, yeah. don't go in the bathroom and say Bloody Mary with the lights turned off. And they still do it. Uh-huh. So how many people took scary stories to tell in the dark in the bathroom? I was like, okay, step one. <laughs> well, step I mean, one, two. turn well, off the light. Well, that too, that's step how you two, summon Candyman. I can't see. <laughs> step two, help, I can't see. Step two, I need the audiobook. I can't read. <laughs> I can't read in here. It's too dark. Well, I mean, isn't that how they summon Candyman too? Yeah, you're supposed to go He's to a, a mirror and say it five times. And Candyman. he's full of bees. And he is full of bees, which is oh another fear that we didn't see on there. No, bees I thought would be for sure on there. But because a lot of people are allergic to bees. But nope, apparently not afraid of bees. Not enough people are afraid of them. Then. So yeah, uh, also the thing that really gets me about mirrors is it's a psychological thing as well. You can be staring into a mirror and you will eventually see something. Your brain will trick you into seeing something. True. And that scares me. Like, whether there's something there or not, you're going to see it. We're going to force you to see it. I think it's the 10-minute mark. If you sit there and stare at a mirror, it doesn't have to be dark or light for 10 minutes. Your brain will start playing tricks on you and you'll actually start hallucinating. Should we try this? No. I kind of want to try this. (laughs) No. If I don't make it back for the next episode, that's why. It's because Bloody Mary came out. Because I got pulled into the mirror and she was like, bitch, not again. It's like, I am so sick to death (laughs) of this shit. All I want to do is sleep. Just fuck off, all of you. Stop summoning me in this mirror. Also, you need to clean your bathroom. <laughs> Spots all over this thing. Disgusting. I don't live here. Hmm. I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> this isn't my house. Time to die. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that really gets me about mirrors is that it gives me that feeling that you get when you walk into a room and you know that there's an open door. It just feels like the mirror is an open door. And the way to access it is by turning off, or sorry, turning off the lights. Mm. I don't like it. Well, they used to drape uh, black cloth over mirrors when people died in Victorian times because it was supposed to keep the spirits from coming out right. from the mirrors. Keep the spirits from attaching to the mirrors and instead yeah, they just like they would go to the afterlife. Travel, yeah, exactly. That They would travel through the mirrors and get trapped there or something. But yeah, it was, It's. I mean, it's kind of cool, but yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. So obviously it was a, you know a relevant fear back then for that enough for them to put cloth over a mirror to cover it exactly maybe i'm just living in the wrong time maybe, maybe. <laughs> my other one of course was spiders we already talked about it but they're everywhere okay I there could I... be one in this room right now don't it's, say that there's one in my pocket <laughs> no <laughs> no 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 so the only person we really haven't gotten their opinion on is our former virgin sacrifice from the last episode who we, editor who we brought back from uh the dead via necromancer uh, Quincy. So, Quincy, what are your fears? 
I too don't like uh, spiders. I have arachnophobia as well. But um, that must make I it think... fun to kill spiders in your guys' house. Yeah, it's mostly that I still have to kill them. For anyone <laughs> um, that doesn't know, we live together, Lauren and Quincy. That's us. And so we're both absolutely terrified of spiders, and we don't know who kills them. I when mostly they show vacuum up. them up. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Bug vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other thing is, I don't like the concept of being in the open ocean. Okay. Uh, cruise ships wouldn't be fun for me. If I don't know for a fact I can get back to the land and I don't know what's underneath me, it makes me very uncomfortable. See, and you thought Continental Shelf was dumb. Continental, continental Shelf isn't is dumb. dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's, not the continental, it's not the Continental Shelf. Is. For me, it's it's straight up the open ocean. Um, but like a lake would be fine. A river's fine. I can see the land. I know I can get back there. I have an idea of what's underneath me. But the ocean, it's just, it's vast. The void. And it's terrifying and it's dark too so you can be in the ocean and you can't look down and see what's below you yep so i get that one i do and all the that (laughs) cthulhu's there (laughs) so like all the news with like cruise ships and stuff and all the disasters that happen in the ocean like i i don't blame you no not on the shelf though well and what people tell me all the time is they only go far enough out for you to not see the land okay that means i can't swim to it yeah right i can't see done that's the problem and that was the Titanic's problem too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Michael Phelps, so like even seeing the land probably wouldn't do me any good. But I feel like I have a better chance than not seeing it. Right. Man, Titanic really fucked you up. No, I didn't like this before Titanic. My grandfather had a boat. Just, yeah. Nah, not feeling it. Um. Now there was one thing you guys missed with the mirrors. You were talking Bloody Mary. You talked um, Candyman. Forgot Biggie Smalls. What really? Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. It's South Park. Oh, oh God damn it. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> it's South Park. For, for those that <laughs> I was saying, there he is. Yeah, you're supposed to go to a mirror and say Biggie Smalls' name three times, and he shows up, and he's supposed to shoot at you. Episode three, mirror tests. <laughs> mirror tests. <laughs> oh. No. So that was our editor, Quincy. So now that we've addressed some of the more common fears and phobias, as well as our own, and well as some strange ones... We're going to play a little game called Spot the Fakeophobia. I'm going to read two phobias out loud, and Jade and Lauren will have to see if they can guess the real phobia from the fake one that I made up. All right, you're going down. <laughs> so, Is there a prize for the winner? Yeah, you get to live. Oh, all right. Yeah, you're definitely you're going down. <laughs> I want to live, and I want to die. So this so, is fine. So question. Oh, okay. So question number one: Nomophobia. The fear of not having one's phone charged or having no phone signal, or salaxophobia, the fear of squid attack. <laughs> like just sitting randomly and like you're on the couch and a squid will suddenly just come <laughs> That's even your more back terrifying. Door, just... <laughs> I'm gonna go the fear of not having one's phone charged because I, I understand that. I really do. There have been many a horror film that could have been solved with a phone. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree we live in the digital age that I feel like so many people are like, oh my god, my phone is at 59%, like, I need to charge it now. I do have that panic moment. Even if I'm not in a weird situation, I'm like, oh no, my phone's gonna die, it's gonna think I don't love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other thing that we're not even gonna get into in this show. It's okay, phone, I love you. I do also name a lot of my electronics, too. She does do that. So, you guys are both correct. Yay! Nomophobia is the actual fear. Slaxophobia is the one I made up. That sounds like a legit fear, though. It does. You, you made it up pretty good. I did. I, I'm proud of myself with this one. So, number Suddenly two. Squid. Ancrophobia. 
which is the fear of wind, or eupitidoxophobia, which is the fear of planning social events. Ooh, I have that fear. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, a lot of people do have that fear. It seems very specific. I'm going to go the fear of wind, honestly. I already told you, I when I was a kid, I had nightmares about a tornado. Living in Las Vegas, I had nightmares about tornadoes. I think she like, watched Wizard of Oz too many times. Yeah, like it just was suddenly, you know, there's going to be a knock on the door and I was going to answer it and there's going to be a tornado just like, hi, I'm here to suck up your house. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Like, what was little me thinking? So yeah, I'm going to go fear of wind. Okay. I did say earlier there is a fear of air. So it would yeah, make sense that. that there's a fear of wind. Uh, but the fear of planning social events. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to go with fear of the wind too, but I do feel like there's a fear of planning social events. It just might not be called that. I just feel so like you... it's too uh, too specific. Like it's kind of a blanket term, you know, like being afraid of public anything. Well, that's kind of is one though. Yeah, I know. But like that should fall under that. That. So you guys are correct. The fear of wind is the real one. Yay! I'm sure there is probably a fear of planning social events, but I just made the name up. <laughs> um, so number three, spectrophobia, which is a fear of mirrors and one's own reflection. Hey. Or piperphobia, the fear of being bitten by a cat. <laughs> uh, spectrophobia for sure. And can I explain why this is funny? You can explain why this is funny. <laughs> so Vivian has a cat named Piper. Hence, Piperphobia. She's a little rowdy. She's a little bitey. And uh, she doesn't like being called a little shit. Her nickname is also Murder Face. Because she will murder your face. She will. So the fear of being bitten by a cat should definitely be called Piperphobia. I agree. But it's made up. I'm going to go Spectrophobia. Sign our petition. It's on change.org. I think we should do a (laughs) change.org petition to change the name of being bitten by a cat to Piperphobia. Exactly. Is there like just a Get that rolling, people. Come on. Come on. Let's go. They're like a felinophobia. Yes, allurophobia, which is a fear of cats. Oh, that's what it's called. Okay. Again, who can be afraid of cats? I, I don't relate. About you. Obviously. Can't relate. Um, yeah, I would say the same. Right. That Just one was kind of an inside joke. One, so. <laughs> so number four, linonophobia, which is a fear of string. Or arachibutyrophobia, which is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of one's mouth. Also, the fear of really long words. There is a fear there of that. There is actually a fear. And, and it's a really, really long, long word. <laughs> Triskaidekaphobia, the fear of the number 13. That's real. So, the fear of string or the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of one's mouth. I don't get the fear of string. I understand the fear of peanut butter because it does feel very suffocating. I'm going to go... I don't know. Shit. I'm going peanut butter. Um... Because my mom, when I was a kid, uh, hi mom, uh, she used hi, mom. to she used to put peanut butter on the roof of my mouth when I was a baby because she thought it was funny when I would try <gasps> to lick it off. <laughs> like you were a puppy? Not like a. I mean, yes. <laughs> not like yes. Yeah. Like a, yes. <laughs> I was gonna say not when I was like that age, but you know. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. She would put it in a kong and let me just knock it around the floor <laughs> for an hour. Uh, just to be different, I'm going to go fear of string. That way one of us has to be right and the other has to be wrong. What are you going to go with? You're going to peanut butter yeah. and you're going with string. Yeah. That was a trick question. They are both real. Whoa. <laughs> that is a real Who's one. Who's afraid of string? I don't know, but somebody out there is. Obviously not cats. Is it like being bound by string? Just or said like... string. 
So I guess if they, they walk get lost Michaels. in a yarn store, they lose their shit. Absolutely lose their Just mind. Just shit their pants, like, on the spot. Have you seen those people on... Who put uh, shit in my pants? Who put shit in my pants? Have you seen those people on talk shows that come on with, like, the really, really weird fears? Like the pickles one? Like, the pickles. My favorite was always the fear of cotton balls, because whoever was hosting the show would usually get somebody to dress up in like a cotton ball or suit a and chase them and around. Chase them. <laughs> like, I'm going to get you. I'm dressed like cotton man. <laughs> so number five, yetophobia, the fear of yetis or a bon bowl snowman or allodoxophobia, the fear of opinions. Ooh. I'm going to go the fear of opinions. I feel like I have that. To an extent. Like fear of other people having them or that they differ from your own? Neither. I just don't want people to talk shit about my food. <laughs> specific. Understandable. <laughs> I want but, people to yeah, talk shit specific. about my food and and my voice. I'm very, I'm proud of my voice. Damn it. I don't want to hear any negative opinions. Gotcha. Uh, I would say Yeti. Yeti phobia. Because, I mean, the Yeti is real. Mm-hmm. So Lauren is correct. Allodoxophobia oh. is the real one is fear of opinions. Yeti phobia, I made up. There may be a fear of yetis. I don't know. There probably is, but that's probably not what it's called. But there are some people that don't want to go on the Matterhorn. Because they're like, nope, I just can't. It, or is that a fear of animatronics? A fear of animatronics. Yeah. Specifically gorillas. <laughs> Organic gorillas, fine. <laughs> Robot gorillas, fuck them. Organic gorillas, you know, they're a dollar fifty more. Whole foods, you know, I'm gorilla. killing it. <laughs> Cage free. <laughs> Cage free. They're a dollar fifty more, but it's okay. I'm I feel healthier by getting them, so it's I worth feel it. Better about myself. <laughs> Organic gorillas now for sale. <laughs> so number six, optophobia, the fear of opening one's eyes, or Jurassicophobia, <laughs> the fear of dinosaurs. Okay, I know I said earlier we're not judging your fears, but if you have a fear of opening your eyes, how did you make it this far? It's like the air one. I'm, That's how I kind of feel about that one. I have to go with that one being the real one, just because. I mean, look around. <laughs> look they around. She's like, she's like, she's <laughs> like, they can't. They can't. They simply can't. On a scale of one to even, they, they can't. can't. Exactly. They did it once, and they went, "Oh hell no!" Oh, and no. closed their eyes and Blue never opened shut. them again. <laughs> Those those people that like wear sunglasses even at night. They're just nope. Don't want to see. I used to do that <laughs> until my mom was like, "Stop doing that. You look like a heroin addict." <laughs> That's love. Right. That's real love. Love you too, Mom. Love you too, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say that uh, fear of opening one's eyes is ridiculous enough to be real. It is real. Yay! Although although there probably, again, is a fear of dinosaurs, but I'm just proud of the name of that one. Jurassicophobia. Right. <laughs> Number seven, chorophobia, the fear of dancing, or chlorophobia, the fear of bleach and cleaning products. Whoa. Now, I have a fear <laughs> of bleach. Because I wear primarily black clothing. <laughs> I have to kind of be afraid of bleach. But bleach I'm going to go... You know, I'm going to go chorophobia. The fear of dancing. Right. I've seen it. Uh, I'll go with fear of bleach uh, and cleaning products. So chorophobia, the fear of dancing, is the real one. Holy crap, I was guessing. <laughs> I was mostly thinking I could tie that one back into the fear of opinions. <laughs> like, I mean... I danced Don't you once. Criticize my dancing. I danced. <laughs> I'm very self conscious about my dancing. I danced once. Someone said it was terrible. Never I don't again. dance again. I'm afraid of it. These guilty feet ain't got no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you, George. All for you. Number eight, photophobia, the fear of light, 
or xanthophobia, the fear of the color yellow. I feel like this is another trick one because I've heard of photophobia. I, I've heard of it as more of like a symptom. You know, it's a symptom of something. I'm still going to count it, though. Uh, and I have definitely heard of the fear of yellow. And I understand. I don't like the color yellow. It's I'm like not afraid yellow. of it, but I just don't like it. I'm not afraid of it. I can't understand being afraid of it, I guess. But yellow? Yellow's gross. Get that away from me. <laughs> it's the color of pee. <laughs> it's the color of pee. In sunlight. Well, I avoid that, so never mind. Yeah, me too. Bad argument. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's another trick one, and they're both real. I feel like they're both real phobias, but I don't think that the fear of light is called photophobia. Um, but isn't one of Bob Ross's yellows called, like, Xantha something yellow? Oh my gosh. So... <laughs> Oh my god. Call back to Bob Ross on that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, I'll go with xanthophobia. So Lauren's correct. They're both real. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> Stop trying to trick us. <laughs> Number nine, tripophobia, the fear of holes, or typophobia, the fear of making typographical mistakes. <laughs> Is that the one where people are afraid of, like, the tiny holes yes. in your nose, like your nose and stuff? Tiny like the holes, pores, lotus seeds. That is 100% real. I've seen it. I've seen people post pictures and people react to them like on Facebook and it's very common, surprisingly. People are very unsettled by a bunch of clustered together holes. Yeah, I'm not sure entirely why, but... I don't get it personally, but it's common and I don't know why. Granted, I don't have a whole lot of room to talk. I'm also very unsettled by scarecrows, so <laughs> who am I to judge? Um, even though, obviously, typophobia is fake. Um, I feel like we all have that phobia. (laughs) I do, actually. I, uh, I'll I'll sit and read back my messages three and four times before I send them, and then I read them again after I send them. It's bad, It's always the reread that you're like, fuck! Fuck, I messed (laughs) up! Go back! (laughs) said. So, trypophobia is the real one, a fear of holes. I'm sure there is a fear of making typographical mistakes. Again, it's just not the name that I came up with for it. Right. So number 10, the final question. Rectophobia, the fear of rectums or rectal diseases. <laughs> or orphicophobia, the fear of the unknown. I don't know. Is it Which other one people's... could tie into the other? Other people's or your Is own? it other people's asses or am I like afraid to look in the mirror? Like, ah, that's my <laughs> ass. That's my ass. <laughs> uh... Orphicophobia, for sure. Fear of the unknown. We talked about that one earlier. Yeah. Fear of the unknown being close, closely related to a fear of the dark. Uh, I just don't like other people's asses. Like, But it's not no. even their ass. It's their rectum. Yeah, it's the sphincter part. Okay, yeah. so it's the actual it's rectum. the hole. Yeah. <laughs> the whole problem. <laughs> we don't see it all that often, though. Yeah, I'm wondering how someone with that fear, like got like realized that they had that fear did they like they spent way too much time on Pornhub (laughs) they woke up one day and looked up and suddenly there was an asshole (laughs) (laughs) or they just like went through their entire life perfectly fine became a proctologist (laughs) saw their first patient was like fuck I can't do this and ran terrified from the room (laughs) I can't do this I quit you just literally graduated from college nope I quit nope I quit (laughs) I quit I've had it all that money wasted um, or ficophobia, definitely. Same. That's the fake one. That's what? the fake one? So there is a fear of the unknown, but, um, that's not the name of it. I just made the name up. And then rectophobia is the real one. 
Nuh-uh. If you have rectophobia, please comment, because I would please, love to know how tell you found us. out. So I just want to point something out. Um, this was really fun, but the autocorrect totally let us know what the answers were. It kind of did. I really should have gone back and fixed them. I didn't even notice that. I notice it now. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it didn't correct number two, which is the one I made up. The epoxophobia. So maybe that is an actual phobia of something else that's not related to or that. some sort of medicine. That's another good one. Like, be proud of making up that word. That's pretty good. <laughs> even pat, autocorrect pat was like... Pat on the back. Even autocorrect's like, I got nothing. <laughs> the fears listed here, aside from the ones I made up, are actually the legitimate listed phobias and are ranked as some of the strangest ones out there. Uh, there's a website called phobialist.com where nearly every phobia one can think of is alphabetically listed on the website, but there are way more here than we could ever have time to list on this show unless you're a really boring person and want to hear us do that. Oh, Lord. No. <laughs> please don't ask us <laughs> to do please that. Please don't ask us to do that. <laughs> However, no doubt a good deal of childhood phobias could likely trace their roots back to one particular book or book series that we discussed earlier, which mm-hmm. is, of course, now a movie that just came out in theaters. Uh, if you said something by Dr. Seuss, you're wrong. But I like your freaky spirit. Let's talk later. And I understand. No, the book we're talking about is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Alvin Schwartz and the original, which was so eerily illustrated by Stephen Gamble. Lauren's done a little bit more research on the book as well as the movie. She just saw it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that has recently come out. And so with that, let's turn it over to the horror movie maven herself. That's me. All right. So back when I first spoke about my personal phobias, I already sort of referenced scary stories to tell in the dark a couple of times. That's because growing up, I was a huge, huge fan of the trilogy, and I continue to be to this day. The main thing I think I fell in love with was the artwork. Stephen Gamble is my favorite illustrator of all time, and he just has this wonderful way of getting into your nightmares with his artwork. It's I don't know how he does it. The man's a magician. (laughs) That's part of what made me so eager to watch the scary stories to tell in the dark movie. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is also a massive fan of the books, and it definitely shows. He he based the movie on the original Stephen Gamble art, which was a big selling point for me. Uh, Also, for those who don't know, a couple years ago, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was re-released with new artwork by Brett Hellquist. No offense to Mr. Helquist, as I believe he did a wonderful job illustrating the series of Unfortunate Events books, another really, really good series that I'm rather fond of. But part of what made Alvin Schwartz's scary stories to tell in the dark so nightmarish was the art by Stephen Gamble. So I'm very, very glad they took inspiration for the movie from the original art rather than tried to, you know, create their own. So overall, the movie was pretty good. It did run into the same issues that all short stories being made into movies runs into, which is, how are we going to make this tiny book into a full-length movie? And it handled that issue creatively and very well, I thought. The main story that connects the short stories is entertaining, creative, and spooky in its own right, actually. Also, some of the short stories had little changes made to them, which usually with such a rabid fan base is extremely difficult to get away with. But rather than lamenting the changes, I was actually rather thankful for them. I walked into the theater with a big chip on my shoulder like, oh, I already know everything that's going to happen. I've read the books. I know them like the back of my hand. So it was actually really nice to be surprised. Uh, Also, without giving too much away, the part that references the big toe was particularly chilling and gave me some serious poltergeist, uh, poltergeist clown scene flashbacks. 
Nope. Right? <laughs> no, just without the clown. Okay. The same fine. general fear, basically. Uh, I do highly recommend watching it, but those with a low tolerance for jump scares, beware. Yeah, I'm looking no. at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Again. Nope, didn't no, plan to go see, see it. it. <laughs> um, I did have a question, though. Yeah. You said it was spooky. I did say it was spooky. So would you say it's a spooky show? <gasps> I would say it's a spooky show. <laughs> It was it was particularly crepe, I should say. Oh, also, I should mention the movie is rated PG thirteen. So, since I feel like we've terrified you guys enough, mm-hmm. not only with my voice today, but with all of our other things. Okay, rude. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm loud and obnoxious. Um, so, we wanted to give a couple other podcasts some shout outs. Um, there's one that has mentioned us in their shout outs uh, on their episode. It's called Adorkable, and it's a uh, Ricardo and his wife, and they talk about nerdy stuff. They talk about video games. They talk about movies. They talk about Netflix. You should really listen to them. They're entertaining and adorable. Hi, adorkable. And then we are going to give a shout out to None Dare Call It Ordinary. Um, our friends Brent, Forrest, and Dylan do a conspiracy podcast that is really entertaining and really dives deep into some weird subject matter it's really great you should give it a listen remember those tinfoil hats we mentioned from the first episode you're gonna need it for that you're podcast. gonna need it they have some really interesting ideas on things uh it's very entertaining to hear so we come to the store out we have any notes or corrections or any corrections we need to make i don't think so i think we're pretty much correct um it is pronounced crepe it is pronounced crepe and it was his murder towel it was <laughs> Crepe murder towels. Now available at Costco. Nope, cut this out. Exclusively. <laughs> so join us in two weeks for our next episode, episode three, Hometown Haunts, where we will talk about spooky stories and ghost stories and legends from our hometowns. All right. You mean we're not doing the mirror cast? No. No. We'll save that for a Halloween one. No. We're, just, we're <laughs> going to save it for a bonus episode and make her do it. <laughs> Just wait till we get to Tonefall. Wait right? wait till we get on Patreon and people, that's going to be one of the next tiers. Exactly. There we go. You can <laughs> you can pay us a little bit and then I'll do it. So yeah, if you haven't yet, <laughs> throw money us at on, on uh, Patreon. Give us, you know, give us a shout out on Twitter. We're on uh, Facebook as well. We're on uh, Instagram, Instagram, Tumblr, all, Tumblr, Tumblr. <laughs> basically anywhere. If you look for us, there we are. Kind of like the Behind spider, kind of like the spider <laughs> under the bed. Now, I, I think that we need to petition that the uh, first Patreon thing you guys have to do is read the entire list of phobias. Uh, that's that's going to be $50 tier. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. That'll be $50 tier. Yeah. $50 at least. <laughs> also, we do have our website. It is thisspookyshow.wixsite.com slash thisspookyshow. And obviously, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, our website, and wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. I'd like to thank our editor, Quincy. Thank yep. you for being here and surviving the virgin sacrifice. Yay. <laughs> You're the volcanoes next episode. It is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, the things we have planned for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us and uh, stay, stay spooky, spooky, friends. friends.